0: Good evening. So, um, we started last week really, about having faith in Hashem. And we started with the benefits. Amongst the benefits is, of course, tranquility, and knowing that everything comes from Hashem, not getting frustrated situations, having the ability, therefore, to having a clear head to serve Hashem. If a person's always worried about whether it's finances or wealth, or minor disturbances, they can't serve Hashem, they're so bothered by life. Um, actually, I have to have a tonight, I have this cough. I just asked Dr. Menova why do I get a cough every time I get sick? I get a cough for two weeks, so she told me, it's your fault that you're Ashkenazic Jewish, and your sinuses, you get this oh. it's a cough for two weeks. So, I am uh, I, 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 I will have a talking that I'm supposed to have this cough, and I'll get through tonight, but, um, but whatever minor aggravations in life as well, having me talk and having faith in Hashem is all important. Right? Being successful in connecting to Hashem, loving Hashem. Otherwise the person is frustrated in life. Being not fearful to do what's right we discussed last week. Actually, um, I remember there's a uh, beautiful explanation this Six Parsha, this past Six Parsha, it says that the midwives, right, if the manager we talked about it last week, if you would be talking about Hashem you're able to do what's right, you're able to stand up and do things that are necessary. If you don't have faith in Hashem, you'll very often compromise in areas that you're not supposed to compromise, in both in the workforce, with family, with friends. You'll be scared to do things because you'll be scared of people. I, I, I said last week, um, and someone said to me, they, they wrote this down, I said, you know, people do things at work that they shouldn't do, and they're worried about some person who gets sick with the flu for a week, is going to affect their whole eternity. Right? So people, when they're scared, they do things they're not supposed to do. So imagine this. The midwives, Shifra and Puah, Miriam and the mother of Moshe and his sister, are the midwives in Egypt. Paro, who had bathed with Jewish blood, <laughs> who killed Jewish people at the wink of an eye, right? who makes Stalin look like a pussycat for the Russians. Right? 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 Paro tells them, kill these kids on... on, on the, uh, on, on the labor stool. They, what does the Pasek say? They feared Hashem and they didn't listen to Paro. And they, get, and they end up going to Paro. Paro says, what are you doing? You give them some excuse that these Jewish ladies give birth like crazy. How in the world is that possible? First of all, how do you sleep at night? You know, how, how do you deal with this? We mentioned last week some of the famous Zilber Mandalovich and in Russia were able to stay, stand up to the KGB government and not be scared. And so, Rabbi Moira, the Mashkir Chaleik, or Matzah Salmons pointed out, that when a person has be Ba'Hashem, Hashem, they fear Hashem, when you have talking you can stand up to paro, and sleep at night, and be successful, if that's what it's supposed to be. Right? Because you can even take on the greatest power in the world, the Egyptian empire, at a time, where you can be a Maccabee. Right? Or you can live in the world today, whether you're in France, actually, we spoke last week, before it happened in France. Right? But if you're going to make decisions in France, you have to have Bitochon. Right? It's different if you're making decisions out of fear that there's no God in this world. <coughs> mm-hmm. Or, you have to make decisions based on the reality in the ground. And there's Hashem. So if I decide to move to Israel, then there's Hashem in this world. If I decide to stay in France, there's Hashem in this world. And I'm going to make a decision based on with that reality, as opposed to letting life dictate you by all kinds of craziness. is making crazy decisions, perhaps, to, wherever the decision may be. Um, the funny thing is, I would just start, last week I started. I didn't finish talking about the benefits of having bittachon, having trust in Hashem, living a life of trust in Hashem in this world. Right? You know. And of course, whatever we do in this world, I gave a lot of examples last week, whatever you we do, if it's a day in, day out. If you're moving from a foreign country to a country, if you're starting a new job, if you want to have a baby, if you want to have more kids, if you want to get married, right? I had a wedding on Sunday, I'm going to marry off someone on Sunday. You know what? Even if you, if you could, when you marry somebody, you better have it. Now, some people have it on themselves, but we point out the problems of having faith in yourself and not faith in God. Right? You're limited. This week, without exaggeration, somebody was in a very difficult life situation and they, were, they weren't sleeping at night. They're angry, they're aggravated. And I told the person, so I want you to know one thing. You are like this because you believe it's just you. You think that your whole life is revolving around you. You in the picture. right? So if you're not angry and you're upset and you're not motivated, you're not going to be successful. But you've, of course you have to have a reaction. No one says you have to be... A, uh, a fool or apathetic, but you know, there's Hashem in this world. <laughs> you you're living, and this person believes in God, prays, keeps Shabbos, keeps kosher, believing. But they don't. There's a there's a disconnect between that belief in God, who they keep kosher and Shabbos with, and how they're dealing with the, this other person's other situation, right? So they're, they're lacking talking in that area, and it's affecting their lives. Believe it or not, I'm sure everyone's not going to be shocked. This weekend, at least two people told me. They love hearing the benefits, but let's get to the meat and potatoes. How do I get there? Right? And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll even say, like, you know, I was almost tempted when learning be talking to uh, just do it outside the book and just do topical. It's easier that way. It's quicker. It's more sugary. What's sugary? Sugary means, you know, it feels good because you get all, I can, I can give the, all of the, the fluff and not the meat and potatoes, the nuts and bolts. But, Bitaakan, you know, getting Bitaakan, really living Bitaakan, having palpable Bitaakan is work. And the part of the work is actually to go through the, the work, the author's work, in detail. And some of it's nuts and bolts, and it's, you know, a little bit painstaking. But the benefits, part of the reason he discusses the benefits at first, <laughs> right? If you're on the weightlift, you're going go lifting weights, right? You want to eat healthy, right? You want to, go to law school. Now, in the old days, there's better benefits than today, right? Right, But, you know, you want to say, you'll make a quarter million dollars if you go to law school, you'll get a great job. The benefits were never the hours in law school or in accounting, right? You always have terrible hours. Um, but you want to know the benefits because otherwise, why do it, right? So, we're going to keep doing the benefits, but, I, you know, I, I will say that on faith in Hashem, as I said last week, is a lifetime's work. The benefits are immense. If, if a person will inculcate what we're discussing, it will change their life in this world, it will change their family's life in this world, it will change their life in the next world. Right? There will be a bigger person in this world and a bigger person in the next world. There will be a better person in this world and therefore merits more of the next world. However, it's not. there's nothing in this world nothing in this world comes, you know, which is truly valuable, will come automatic and will come that easily, you know (laughs) um, you know, you have children, you raise children anyone ever think that, like, you know, you, you bring a child and like, you know, they can eat and sleep and drink and say yes and please and thank you and they don't get sick, and they don't wake you up, and, they're, and, then, you, and then you imagine that when they're like five or six and they turn teenagers and you realize, no, 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 uh, right? That doesn't, that, that, that's how life is, right? But building a child takes work. Building a on takes work. So we're going to go through it, and you need so many things to say, why are we doing it like this? Everything has purpose in what we're trying to accomplish. The accomplishment for us would be is that we live a life feeling Hashem in our lives. And even when we're stuck in traffic, and we're making life decisions, and we have to pray. And there's challenges. And there's great days. We feel Hashem the great days. We're feeling Hashem the great days means it's not us, right? We did our we have to do our part. We're obligated to be to be to make make efforts in anything in this world. As I mentioned, if you want to get married, you got to date and you got to get dressed up and you got to look good, right? But you can date for a billion years uh, and not meet the right one or meet the wrong one and marry the wrong one. Right? You want to have children? Obviously, you can try, but you know, need to be God's blessing in it. Right? You want to raise children? You, you better not teach and say please and thank you, but you can try and try and try. It doesn't mean you're going to be successful in that endeavor. Right? A million things. Health. Right? Of course, smoking's bad for your health. Exercise is good for health, but you can exercise... And get sicknesses, and you can smoke and not get sicknesses, right? So we're obligated to do our part, but ultimately, when we talk fun, and we'll we'll get more into it, right, living with Hashem, right, living with Hashem, trusting Hashem, feeling Hashem, the more we have it, the better and the more empowered we will be. So, interestingly enough, what the author then does right now is he's going to discuss alchemy. Now, alchemy today is... Does anyone even think about alchemy today? Mm-hmm. Alchemists Alchemist, today? Yeah. No. This, you know. Do you have. Th- well, th- uh, uh, yeah. 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 fake, but it's it's, it's, pho- it's fake, right? We know it's phony, we know it's fake. Yeah. But if you're in the 11th century, like the author, and actually at the end, he'll say alchemy is fake. So, alchemy, to alchemy. Alchemy, take. It was it's in the. Not the, the alchemy, it's like. Fake chemistry. Fake chemistry. Fake chemistry. They used no, to. Like to go. I, I don't uh, Yeah, it I was about to say alchemy. I didn't want to say, you know, <laughs> you know, but I didn't want to, you know, expose my French lest uh, I get caught on all the words. I've never heard that word in English. Yeah, It's not as popular as it used to be. So, alchemy, as we all know, uh, <laughs> um, uh, it, you know, was this middle evil idea. It's actually not middle evil. The first... Mentions of alchemy, or some of these people call it alchemy, uh, <laughs> is in 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 Hellenistic Egypt, right? Egypt, of course, was under Greek dominion. In early Hellenistic Egypt, they talk about the idea of alchemy, which is that concept you can turn other things into gold. Whether it's base metals, and you put you put other ingredients. So if you can turn something into gold, right? Gold was worth valuable then; it's valuable today. Gold is always one of the most valuable. Things to have, you can be instantly rich, right? So, if someone believes they're an alchemist. You can live in your house, right? And you can make this counterfeit gold, and you can be a billionaire. Right? You can be automatically very rich. So, if you have the ability to be an alchemist, okay, you can be very, very wealthy. So, imagine you uh, imagine today somebody has the ability to go into the living room and every two hours make gold bars. Good living, right? You'd be, you'd be wealthy, author. So the author's going to compare this idea of being an alchemist, having the ability to, to go into your house and make gold out of non non gold materials, which are pretty worthless materials, making something which is very valuable. That skill versus having betocha. Now, you'll, we'll say like why he's comparing it, but every time he compares it, what Rabbi Bach is going to do is tell us what Bitochan is. So in the comparisons we'll learn what real trust in Hashem is. Right? What real faith in Hashem is. So he says as follows. So he said, excuse me, Balokim <coughs> <coughs> Um, that if a person who has trust in Hashem lives, and doesn't just believe in Hashem, doesn't know this in God, anymore, but trusts in God. Know second, and we'll, obviously we we'll wouldn't develop what real trust is, to know that God gives that person, that individual, exactly what they need. That God cares for them and loves them, and the author is going to explain that at length soon, right? But a person lives with that awareness, with that, with that trust. Hashem loves me as an individual, and that everything that happens to me in my life is from Hashem, perfect for me. Of course, Hashem will give me based on my trust and based on my actions, which we will expound upon in the weeks ahead. Um... But a person who has that, he'll be able to take his focus off only making money, only focusing on their health, only focusing on the, on the material world. Because if you believe that everything material is up to me, and then, you have, then first of all, service to Hashem is not that important. Because <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta live, right? You know, if you're starving. You got you gotta eat. So how is time for the spiritual world, right? A, 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 and number two is, you remember your success is up to Hashem. <laughs> if I'm not spiritually, it's like, we know if we're not physically healthy, we won't be successful in anything we do. Right? If we're not physically healthy, we won't be successful in our jobs, in our marriages, in raising children. Right? And, and I'm sure this is a, in the universal Jewish language. If you're a shmata, right, you can't do anything. You won't be able to accomplish anything. Right. Is it in Algerian also? There? No. Shmata. <laughs> yeah. right. Right. It's Russian, Al-Shmata that gets it's there. Argentina? came from Russia. Right. It came from Russia, okay. Argentina also? It came from Russia. It's Yiddish. I think it's Yiddish. Think it's Yiddish. Yeah, yeah. Yiddish. And that's, uh, listen, Ooh, the, pro- the protocols came Yiddish, Yiddish, right. Right, it's like chutzpah. Got into the, into the, into the vernacular. Okay. So if you're a shmata, if you're physically worn out, you can't be a good wife. You're not going to be as successful. If you're a shmata, you won't be as good as a mother. If you're a shmata, you won't be as good of an employee. And if you're physically sick, you can't, you can't function. I remember when I was once in yeshiva, I got pneumonia. And of course, I was, I, when I was in yeshiva, I used to learn. When I was 20 years old, a crazy amount of day, like literally, 16 to 18 hours a day. Crazy amount. Just stunning. Nothing else. I, I crazy. Actually got myself stuck doing, doing that. Right? So I remember I spoke to a very big gobble, very, good and he told me, Beracious, Bara, Elohim. Right? So usually in the beginning God created the world. He says, Beracious, Bara. And first you gotta be healthy. Then Elohim. Then <laughs> you can serve God. If you're physically sick, you can't come to dominate. You can't come to learn. You can't do anything, right? So we all know that we have to be healthy to be successful in our career, in our marriage, whatever. But if we're not spiritually healthy, a person who has been realizes that if they're not spiritually healthy, and they're not going to be successful in anything. And being gives us that awareness that, hey, it's not only my success physically is not only up to me, it's up to God. Right? It's not only up to me, it's up to Hashem. And number two is I gotta take care of my spiritual health also, right? Because if I'm not spiritually healthy, then I won't be successful in anything in this world. My marriage won't be as successful as it could be. My happiness won't be as successful as it could be. My children won't be as successful as it could be, right? Right? It's, so the talking allows a person to focus on the spiritual life, on the on on, rochnis, on the material on on the material world. Um. And this person will be comparable with his tranquility, right? His tranquility and his, uh, his expansion of his heart. And not worrying, right, to an alchemist. Because an alchemist, if this alchemist in those days, Right? If you have, a, if you have unlimited amounts to make money. So in theory, in theory, you should not be worried. Right? You know, Shlomo HaMelech says, King Solomon says, Vahakesef, Hanes you Yeah. Know, and money answers everything. If you're, you need extra help, you get some extra housekeeper. Life is good. If you need a car, you get a better car. If you have enough money, you can pay off whatever you want right South America right if you, you, you enough money I people in Colombia, they yeah, just threw money at everything literally they throw money you have a problem pay the person off pay the, uh, pay, right if enough money so an alchemist some something you don't worry um, at some level it's obviously it's a crude comparison because a person who has been talking as we'll see has much more than just material wealth he'll have spiritual wealth and we'll see now how how much better that is a person who knows how to turn silver into gold, or copper or, or tin into silver, through their wisdom and their de- actions, right, is an alchemist. A person with faith in Hashem will be better than this alchemist in ten words. Alchemy right? in ten ways, right? In ten ways, I'm trying to work on my French. Um, okay. Here are the ten ways. Remember, every time we compare, every time we contrast, what we're really going to do is learn what betochen is. The comparison is not, we can care less about alchemists. Rabino Bachir, who lived in 11th century Spain, also can care less about alchemists. In fact, at the end he'll say, which was not the common thought, that there's no such, no such thing as alchemy. Most people in the 11th century believe in alchemy that you have to be an expert, a world expert maybe, but it existed. A I million mean, box is going to say it's a joke. It's, it's a phony, it's fake, it doesn't exist. Right? But the comparison is to show you what really is valuable. I remember many years ago when I was in the University of Pennsylvania Law School, I mentioned a little bit about that last week. Uh, so I, I was sitting with a, a few aspiring lawyers, right? guys who work the whole, imagine if they would work for Sullivan Cromwell, a wild gachal, a That life would be unbelievable. So I said to them, "You know, let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you a question. What do you think the average American guy like yourself? These guys were 25, 26. They all had went to Ivy League schools, right? Tell me, what do you think the success is? So these are men. So They said three things: single, secular, Jewish men, right? They said money. Power, fame is one thing, and woman. Those three things, money, power, fame, woman, and they're not talking about m- woman, marriage, okay? <laughs> that's success. If you have these three things, that's, you'll be happy in life. And really, if you look at Hollywood, the imagery in life is, if you have this, the average American kid, would pumps through their mind is if you, if the magazines that sell, right, the, the images that's, that market, that, that, that they advertise with, is money, People with money are happy. You see money, you see smiling faces. You see power, you see smiling faces. You see men and women, right? Uh, what's that called? The Emmys for the music and the, all these things are all smiling, right? The, the Oscars when they get to play for the golf games, they're all smiling there as they walk in, you know, Bollywood over there, right? Everyone's happy, right? You would imagine these people would be the happiest people in the whole world. So I said, why don't we think what goes on in Hollywood? Do you think that they're happier or less happier because they have more of that than anyone else. They have money, they have women, they have... Look at their lives. Multiply that. Look at them. Are they happy or they're not? I said, well, think of somebody who perhaps has that more than anyone else. Let's say Elvis Presley. you think you're going to have more women than Elvis Presley? you think you're going to have more fame than Elvis Presley? Do you think that you're going to have more money? Not even possibly you'll have, but unlikely, right? than Elvis Presley. Certainly, all three you're not going to get. It. Most likely. 99.9999, you're not going to get that. So, Elvis Presley should have been the happiest person to ever work on the world. Because he has everything which you imagine is so unbelievable. These are great things. This is what you're living your life for. You're making your decisions in life. When you get dressed in the morning, you think about this, because I'm to do. Right? So, Elvis Presley shouldn't happen. Remind me, what happened to Elvis Presley? He killed himself. He committed suicide. What do you mean? Everything you said is so great, great? So, I did that with a few people. I picked, uh, for so the I picked Marilyn Monroe. I was sh- just showing them, like, I know, you know, that if you take, so this author's going to do the same, I'm not talking about the Aids right now. It's a different, different part of this book, actually. Right? But the author's going to do the same thing. To so say, you think this is so great? Let me show you what's really great in this world. So now let's like look into alchemy. How it goes. Number one. Chilasam, <coughs> Shabbat, Okay, the alchemist, an alchemist is dependent on having certain tools. His whole success, if alchemy works, that you need to have certain materials. If you don't have these materials, like if there's a riot in China and the food thing doesn't get there, if the price of oil goes up, if nothing happens and you don't get your materials, you can't be successful. You're completely dependent on having the materials necessary to do your job. And you can't be an alchemist unless you have these materials that you need to turn whatever it is into gold. Certainly so in the 11th century, we weren't we weren't always available. Right? It wasn't always available with the materials you needed to have your success. Balokim. Powerful move, so therefore, if you imagine you're dependent on things beyond your control, right? Things beyond your control. To get, to get the materials, doesn't always happen. If you're in a business, right, and you're dependent on UPS, the post office, or this, or that, right? You're much more stressful. You know, your viewpoint is, it's, and especially if you're, you can't do anything without it, right? I remember somebody, I saw this person, uh, their computer broke. You would have thought that they, they got hit by a car. They're now became a paraplegic. Like, I'm like, I said, you know, everything okay. You understand? Like, everything's on my computer. I said, you're, you know, you're, how old are you? You're alive, you're well, you know, like, everything okay, you know? No, you, you understand? It's like you even lost the material. If one thing you lost the material, I, okay, I can understand being a little bit upset. If you, had, you didn't save it. You lost I mean, his computer, a few hours, will be fixed. Life will go on. But like, it's, you know, it, it, I can't function! I, you know, I I can't function without it! You're not dependent on anything, right? Let's say, we'll pick on law. Because we're, it's together. I mentioned last week, when I was deciding to where to do my life, I started learning Ritachan. So I mentioned, law, in 2007, when I graduated law school, it was Green pastures. Life was good to be a lawyer, and if you went to, to a law school like Berkeley or Penn or Har, or even Harvard or even uh, Yale, right? You would. Heard Jordan went to Yale, right? Uh, you would get a good job. And if you went to Hastings in San Francisco, which is also a good school, you get a good job. And went to UCLA, you get a good job. And I said that fifty percent of my class worked for the top fifty firms, made a quarter million dollars a year with a bonus, including bonus, the first year I law school. And a year and a half later, it was gone. Gone! It didn't exist at all. It's like all of that green, it was like the famine came and people who had job shares lost it. People who were graduating, the chance of getting a job was one in a hundred and if you went to a really good school, you know, it was very difficult, but still po- somewhat possible. I mentioned that my year, people were getting 30, 40 offers, and a guy in law review had one offer in an Ivy League school. How in the world is that possible? Right? We're just, a year and a half is gone. So, a, a person who has to be talking says, listen, my job is not to pen. Of course, you have to do your due diligence. If you have to look around. Blah, blah. But it's not, it's not law. If you don't have a bitachan, Hashem, then what are you do? <laughs> <laughs> My job is gone, right? What, what am I gonna do? Right? And, and it's all up to me. If you deal, you, you're, you're, you're not dependent on law. I remember years ago, that in New York, the best job to have the most stable job in New York was teachers. And they bought all, all, the teachers. Remember that, like, 20 years ago? They bought all the teachers in New York. I had An uncle at the time as a teacher. They bought them all out, and the teacher job was never, has never been the same there. Right? But for decades, a good job pension this in New York was being a public school teacher that was a great job and gone so if you're a person an alchemist you're dependent on your job right but when you're a a person as we talk about Hashem you're not limited to your job if Hashem wants to give you money in different ways it'll come in different ways it'll come in different ways if I'm not supposed to get money for the next few months I won't get. but Hashem will take care of me right it doesn't mean I can sit back and do nothing but you're not locked into it. You're just a person who believes their, uh, their, their job. So, so, yeah. so, so what do you mean, not locked into it? I mean, I imagine, you know, you, you get out of those food and you have a loan to pay back and you, then you don't find a job, so you try to do more job and, and you cannot, you know, you cannot, uh, I mean, you have to leave. And so to so, 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 what you're saying is true. However, a person who has been talking will Make so let's, let's make let's take forced so you, you, uh, you, you can find any other job because you have to. to uh, so, is it, is it that what you say? Or, or you say, I have trust in Hashem and I think that even though I don't find a job right now, I know that I will find there a solution will come to me exactly. Exactly. If, if it will come now, it will come in law, mm-hmm. it will come in somewhere else, and you'll sleep at night. Mm-hmm. You'll sleep at night. It could be somebody else. Listen, there are people who went to law school, had exactly that situation, had loans, right. But you know how they, they lived for those months? They didn't sleep at night. They were angry at the world. They were angry at God. They were angry at people. Maybe also because, you know, some people are lucky to have their family to help them and pay the loan, but when, when you don't have anybody to help absolutely you, I, mean, I can understand that you
1: won't be able to sleep at night, you know? uh, <laughs> So, you know, I once,
0: so you're right. If you don't have Hashem, we're going to get there. I, I mentioned my grandparents who make that 2008 loan law thing look nothing. My grandmother is 102 years old, okay. <laughs> She was a Holocaust survivor. She lost her first husband. She gave up her, my aunt, in the middle of World War II. She got her back after fighting in court to get her back. She lost her parents, all siblings. She got remarried in a DP camp. She came to this country not speaking English, not having money. Okay? She's now 102. I'm going to take my daughter. Won't be, actually, next week, unfortunately, it won't be, a, won't be a class thing, but to go to Florida to start school there. But I see my grandmother who is 102 years old. Um, you know what she always told me? Always say Baruch Hashem. Thank Hashem for a day. She slept that night, right? And actually, I had other relatives who were not as cheery as she was because she felt her. She always said Hashem saved her life, always, right? When you live with Hashem, right, you live with reality that I'll be okay, (laughs) right? It's a different life. We're not talking about what you have to do. Of course, you have to look for a job, and of course, the situation is not great, so you have to pray harder. But you, you're expecting more. Like, if a person's dating, some people date and they get, have, get married right away. And some people date for years. That's not, but you can date for years and feel Hashem in your life and you're going to get married and you're going to feel success. I remember one time, I'll take a drop credit. I had a terrible thing happen to me. I, I don't, it's not important the details what it is. And uh, terrible. Mom is a terrible thing. As terrible as you can think of. Actually, no, 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 I shouldn't say that. Should, I definitely should not say that. But a bad thing. A pretty bad thing. And somebody told me a few... It switched right away in, in, in an area. And the person told me, and I'm pl- plenty we weakness, trust me, I, I learned this because I can use it myself. Um, you always had a feeling of success. And that's why you, a few weeks later, everything switched in a very positive way. And I don't think, listen, I don't, I don't think that he knew or I knew what Hashem does. But I will tell you I did feel Hashem was going to help me. I did sleep at night, right? And everything flipped a hundred hundred and eighty 180 degrees. Right? That case you have loans, you have this, right? You could think it's all up to you and be a broken person, or a nervous person, or a sad person, or an angry person, and not be successful, and fail and go into debt. Or you can live with Hashem. And a you'll be happy in life because you know Hashem is with you. And it's not just psychologically to, to make you feel good; it's reality. But not only will well, you feel better and sleep well at night and be happier, but and and it's true, Hashem does love you and does care and is with you. But more importantly, as we'll see, the more we have faith in Hashem and not in ourselves, doesn't mean you can't don't have to do everything you need to get it, to go out. But the more Hashem helps us, because we trust in Hashem, we're trusting God. And I mentioned this last week. When you trust in God, God will say, "You're trusting in you, me. I'll give you extra help." And we'll get, we'll elaborate more as we go. Um, so, but a person who has a person who has faith in Hashem is not dependent on the materials coming or the jobs being there. <laughs> it's not just on the bread <laughs> The Hashem gives it to you. Right? You can. You can you can lose in a million ways. Right? People can have lose their money and every in a in a, in a moment and, and people can get it. Right? Look like look look, look, look gloomy and gloomy and and not not doesn't look up and Hashem could help a person in that case if they if he wants to. We you know that Eliyahu, he's, of course he's going to come from a biblical perspective. Eliyahu Hanavi was um, uh, fed by the ravens who brought him food from whose house? Anyone remember whose house it was from? The house of Ahab! The enemy who wanted to destroy him. Right? Avadia was there and Eliyahu was fed by these nice ra- ravens. <coughs> Obviously, I'm supposed to be an illustration I'll be talking I'll get to this class and I'll get to this call um and the Iisha in this in this widow Ritzapim uh, Tzapachas um and um, um, and the Isha who was an a and then she, she was fed in front with the other prophets uh, right that, that he said he hid prophets and he fed them right, even against all odds these prophets live in the cave they got fed. With the Amar fear and rashwari for that young lions, who in theory a lion should be able to get its food, um, will could starve to death. There are people, right, who have the best degrees, the best thing and don't make it or can't pay their mortgages. Now, by the way, I always think that Silicon Valley is the craziest place in the world. Like, you have know, these people making these great jobs, and they, they live sometimes more under financial pressure than people in Idaho making $35,000 a year, right? And these cocky 28-year-old guys in San Francisco, imagine they they can't pay their mortgages in San Francisco, and they're making $250,000, and the guy, this guy in Idaho, the farmer, goes to sleep at night, he's smiling, you know, his life is good. You know, it's not, it's, everything it comes, Real financial success—it's you know sleeping well—it's it's from Hashem, right? It's yeah, from the bushel. Bar- I don't want to live in Idaho, and I don't want to live in San Francisco, but for different reasons. Uh, but you know what? Jokes aside, it's 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 not where you live, and it's not what you have. It's it's how it's what you do with your life, and how happy you are, right? I I I pity most of the people in San Francisco and many of the people in San Jose. It's not they're not happy. They're not they're not content. Forgetting theologically, they have no purpose and they're not going anywhere. They're not happy. I, they're not you meet these people and you talk to them. You know, they're unsatisfied individuals in this world. That's just sad. You live your life that's so sad. It's so pathetic. It's such a waste. Such a waste. Such a waste. Um You know, I mean, as I said, and this is what part of this class is, is it would be a waste of our lives, a waste of our eternity, if we're not successful in this world. Right? We live, every day is an opportunity. Every day is a blessing. Every day is a chance to get closer to Hashem. And that's what life is about. Whatever we do in this world, whatever career, career is important, however, however material successful we are, you know, and even our family, if we're not close to Hashem, if we're not happy in our lives, we're not doing what we're supposed to be in this world, right? We're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be close to Hashem. We're supposed to be successful. It doesn't mean that people have bad days and struggles, huh, right? But that—that's the general litmus test of where are we? How are we doing? And if we're not there, we have to work on ourselves, right? And everyone has ch- difficult days, right? Everyone has challenges. Everyone has—you know—there are points of transitions in life. There, are, you know, whether a person gets married, a person moves, or a person's ill, or whatever it may be, is are challenging times. But, at the end of the day, our goal is to be in that, in that level. Vidarsho Hashem, a person who has faith in Hashem, lacks nothing. Lacks nothing. Right? Because if, if you get, everything Hashem gives us is there for us. Doesn't mean we always just sweet. Right? But it's always there, which for our best. And we take advantage of that. Right? We take advantage of that. I am gonna be honest. my, my the Rebuttson with dating, I was the first boy she dated. I was the first boy she dated. I dated for a few years. I always told her, she said she always tells me that, well you got married to me the first time, you know, <laughs> she, I'm five years older the first time to be got married, you, you know. But the reality is I dated for a few in multiple girls, right, on two continents, on Israel I dated and in America and, you know, although I, I I could have, you know, looked at it as, as a waste of time, emotionally investing in things, but I I said to myself, you know what, Hashem obviously and this is you know I, Hashem obviously wants me to have this experience. First of all, I had a goal. Every girl I dated, multiple times, I said no after one time. One time, even though it's not say no after one time, I said no after one time different discussion right but everyone I dated I, I learned something from and, I, and I, every day even if I so one or two times I went out the first minute I started that day I went, <laughs> no way <laughs> over right but I was every time not because the girl was not meant to be much better than me not Hashem but wasn't for me I knew this do a personality was not going to be for me it, not because the person wasn't a quality person right but I always said what can I learn from this person because everyone has to learn from him. I'm going to have a fun time I'm not going to... Because if you can go on a date, you know, right away, it's over. I can't stop, I don't, You sit there for three hours, you're miserable. It'd be... Gonna, you know, you're know, you not going to end it right there. It's to be a mensh. Right? I'm gonna have a time. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to learn from this person. It's not going to be for me. I know it. This is not what I'm looking for. But the second thing I said to myself is, you know, one day, I may have to to, to counsel people on dating. Right? And, and so I started reading every single book. <laughs> I was a booker in the Mir Yeshiva and the Shara Torah. You know, on dating. Every chazal. I, like, I can tell you every dating story and chazal and Kabbalah and this. You know, but I would never have had that. Never. I've had that if I would have got engaged after the first girl. I'll tell you one thing, another thing. I probably wouldn't have appreciated my wife as much if I got married after the first girl. Right? And why does she have to do it one time? Her own, she has her own cal- calculations. Right? doesn't mean wow it's dating it took a few years <laughs> doesn't mean it was like instant gratification okay life is good you know in, but you know what you can meet people and I do I'm sure we've all heard they're dating for two three or sometimes longer that's even more of a challenge years and they're broken by it they fetch they complain they're bitter right they feel betrayed they're burnt out same experience I'm not telling you I, I can't tell you i am burnt out in other areas right right but it's the same thing Hey, but a person who has Hashem has everything knows Hashem gives them what they need everything they have exactly what they need doesn't mean there's no challenge hey, when I'm sick now trust me I would love to be healthy for every reason I'm sick right now <laughs> that that's what I need to be right now does it mean that I shouldn't take care of myself no I have to take care of myself I gotta take drink my tea I have to get a little more sleep. I have to talk. Sorry, I'm not going to talk less. but uh, right, right? But whatever it is, I'm going to take care of myself. But the fact that I'm sick, that's what's best for me right now. It could be for kapara, for atonement. It could be for character development. It could be for billionaires, I have no idea. I have some ideas. And maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. But I'm going to learn for whatever I can. And everything, and every act of life is like that. Right? We're there. If we, if we feel Hashem, we're lacking Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't excuse us from doing our responsibilities in this world. Of course we're responsible. If a person sits in a room and does nothing, they're not going to get married, they're not going to have a job, they're not going to have that. But, but, but it, with all of that, we do our part. Shevich gives exactly what I need. Mean. Um, the Amar, David also says and tells him, Right? Those who fear lack nothing. That's the first Difference between an alchemist who is dependent upon his tools and a Babi who is dependent upon Hashem. Sheni <coughs> It's a little bit similar. The <coughs> Efshar, he has to do certain types of acts. It's possible in doing these kind of acts, the Efshar, Shemi Suhu the Part of his job, he was, you know, in chemistry, even fake chemistry. You have all kinds of smokes and chemical reactions that can kill him, right? Right? Um, and also working difficulty could kill him, it could wear him down, he could get sick. This is very interesting. The tar for boy love the menucha, the hashket, the shalva, kamo shanamar um comosh uh sham uh kosh binas dash ya Somebody who is has been hashem, nothing bad happens to him. Everything comments good, rejoicing simcha. Um and his 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 comes to him easily and he can be calm and cool, relaxed. As Dalat says Binas Desh on on green pastures I will go. Now, he definitely is not saying that if you have a everything always works out. Because you will see later on that's not the case. So what is he saying here? A Bobby tochan is if an alchemist has to be scared. Maybe it's all up to him. right? I'm doing my job. I can get killed. I can get sick. All things can happen to me in my job. There's, there's career you know, the, you know, disabilities over here. Real serious disabilities in the job. But a Baal is always going to be successful. It doesn't mean that a Baal is going to have always success. Because of course we know people that have faith in God. And that's not the case. Um, but it means if you're true. Again, a true Baal Bittachon is a person who really feels God. Most, I'm going to say something very strong now. Most Orthodox Jews are not Baal Bittachon. They have some Bittachon. They wouldn't keep Shabbos didn't be talking okay <laughs> they have some bitachon but they're not Bali bitachon most orthodox most orthodox Jews believe in God that's for sure all right all. Uh, all all to those close to all some do it because their friends do it or they're born that way or all orthodox Jews believe in God at some level that's true at some level most believe God very much also true right I'm with you on that I'm with you don't worry there are some Orthodox Jews, I'm gonna be honest, some Orthodox Jews whose belief in God is very, very weak. How, what, therefore, when they're on vacation, they act differently. Right? When they're at work, they act differently. When there are, they can be wearing nice coats, nice religious Jew, and they can speak Lashon Hara. <laughs> God's in the room, right? Right? What does that mean? You don't feel God in your life, right? So, there are levels there are people who steal. How do you steal in God's world? If you believe it's God, right? there are people who act of moral torpitude, you know, or very religious people. And um, we're not know what moral torpitude is. Acts of uh, lewdness. Okay? Um, but while talk on feeling Hashem, it's a smaller, much smaller percent. Because about how me to live with Hashem. I've seen... People learn all day. I've been in yeshivas my whole life, right? And they lose it in a second of the mind. They get angry and start screaming at people. That's not a balbitachan. No, there are balbitachans who sometimes slip, but you can. They get stressed. Balbitachan means you live with Hashem. That doesn't mean it means you feel. Now again, many of us have a certain proclivities. Some of us are more easily depressed, more easily angered, more easily annoyed more sensitive in areas right you know uh i'll hold back on something but uh um, uh, Bice. um you know it, it all but but at the end of the day everybody who has a bitachon gains gleans grows from it It deals with life differently and it, it's not it doesn't come automatic it's it's part of this work so a Jew who's a Babi tachan lacks nothing. What does that mean? And his munuchas and always they're always successful. It means person's first of all Hashem, there's a chance that more likely they will be successful. If they're not successful, it's for one of two things. It's either for a kapara, right? They've done something wrong and God punishes them in this world as opposed to the next world, which is a great gift. Right? Which is a great gift. The next world's eternal. This world's finite, or it's for character development, or for some reason in the future it's their benefit. But that person, as we talking lives with that, right? They live with that reality, so they're always feeling like a success. They're not worried. As long as you, don't, if you jump off a roof, of course you'd be worried. But if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you're acting in a in a sane fashion, you're not. You're living as a life is a success. As long as I'm doing my part. Life is great. Nothing to worry about. <sighs> I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not going to worry. Now, we'll see that a bro- person in the Bible will talk won't take jobs which are inherently dangerous because they'll say, God can give me a different type of job. Actually, later on in the work i will talk about picking our job based on, we talk on as well, like our character traits and what works for us and stuff like that. Uh, number three. Baal kimia zuloso. Mirasa al nafsho, right? Um, he's worried. A person who is an alchemist won't tell people a secret. Secret. He's worried about his career. He's worried about I can't tell anybody anything, right? Because if they hear my 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 secret to my success, they'll put me out of business. Right? He's not scared of people. Doesn't mean you should tell people, if you have a job, of course you should give people, you have a secret recipe, you don't have to give it away. But you're not nervous, you're not scared of people, right? People who feel threatened by individuals. They feel threatened by people. Sometimes it's in their mind, sometimes it's potentially. They live a life feeling threatened by people, right? He can't figure out how I'm doing my job, right? Of course, if you're Apple, you're have security, or Samsung's gonna, gonna take your idea, or the North Koreans are gonna figure out what you're doing. I mean, you gotta have proper protection. But you, you live differently when you're worried about people finding out everything. And you live, listen, I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna watch myself. But God runs the world! Right? You're not constantly, constantly, constantly nervous about people and things. Uh, in, 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 in this Bible you, you, you rejoice in your trust in God I have faith in God no human being can hurt me which means this David HaMelech realized that everything that happens comes from God everything that means I deal with human beings intelligently and correctly but Mrs. Stolen can't hurt me nothing good I you know, don't scare Mrs. Stolen right? even though she's very nice she's not going to hurt me anyways right <laughs> Right, but no human being. Right, so everyone has a boogeyman. Everyone has a boogeyman. I have boogeyman too. Everyone has boogeyman, but it's not true. They can't hurt us. Everyone lives. It's a sibling. It's a parent. It's a cousin. It's a boss. It's an employer. It's a neighbor. It's a person that's show you're scared, and they bother. We're fears because of people, and we act differently. We do things differently. I'm not talking about taking proper precautions. I'm not. It affects our 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 emotional happiness. (laughs) I'm I'm talking about we make idiotic decisions because of that, poor decisions because of that. Because we are, we're scared. We do our part. We're supposed to act in the right way. No one can hurt us beyond that. They're 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 in Hashem's world. This world is Hashem's world. I'm not scared of anybody. I gotta do my part. A person goes to work. I mentioned last week, a woman said, "Right, she has to go to work, she has to act in a certain improper way because of her boss. If a person realizes it's Hashem's world, <laughs> it's Hashem's world, you don't have to act in a certain way. She's like, you're not going to work on Shabbos because Hashem's world. The right? boss tells you work on Shabbos, you work on Shabbos. Why don't you work on Shabbos? Because you know that it's Hashem's world. So here's just a, a higher level of that right you 're not going to compromise, you know the worst by the way, we all look at them as we feel bad Teenagers. You ever see teenagers, especially by the way, teenage girls are the worst right? like they 're worried every whole, like before they walk out of their house if they 're worried about how they look like they're they 're so petrified of how they look these kids right? right it's oh you have a teenage girl no it's like it 's so fake it 's so false it 's like this' it's like what are they going to say, and their whole happiness. Their whole emotional happiness is, is, what are the other girls gonna think? Right? What's gonna be? You know, like, how am I gonna, you know, and they live, the life of the teenagers, I feel bad for them. I look at teenagers, i like, my heart goes out for these kids. It's like, they live a tough life, cause they're always worried with their girlfriends, they're gonna, boys are their own things, they can, you know, this is a ladyship. Uh, it's different, no, but boys have their own insecurities. Trust me, they're. it's different. I mean, it's a ladies' show. I don't have to talk about boys' insecurities right now, right? But for a girl, we look at a teenage girl, we say, "What's in that book Right? She's worried about it. She's so insecure, so blah blah blah, blah. right? And it affects the whole emotional self. Like, uh, someone getting a comment, they throw their whole day off. Like their whole day is off. Like literally, like and, like you think to yourself, like, isn't that crazy? Right? But we live the same way a little bit. Right? and there are people, we have are boogie people. It's a sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, my mother, my neighbor, and we, sometimes, as I mentioned last week, people, I know a person who won't wear sheretal, not because they're not wearing sheretal, but because they're worried about what someone's gonna say. Another person won't, they, they, they buy a certain type of house they don't like. <laughs> because they're worried about people. And they live uncomfortably because of that. Isn't that insane? Right? there are people I, there are people in, in the east coast who make weddings they can't afford and for one reason they're scared of other people's right and they they, they suffer well, not right. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do now again you you have to if you live in a community there is a certain standard move out of that community it may be for you right but there, even in that community there are people who are crazy things because they learn they always worry about other people number four an alchemist in another alchemist loses either ways here if he saves up a lot of gold, a lot of material he's nervous what's gonna happen he shouldn't lose it out I have too much on my on my hands something may happen to it so if he stacks up he's nervous right because it's up to him he stacks up Oh, I got so much material over here. If he does, if he can't sleep, if he doesn't have, oh, oh, maybe I'm not going to have enough. Huh, huh? I'm going to run out. I'm going to run out. So either way, he's at a loss. He's constantly nervous. Constantly uncomfortable. I have enough. That's great. I'll use it. If I don't have so much, also you always. You're not nervous about everything else because, listen, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to protect it. If somebody steals it, I'm going to get an alarm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make, I'll insure it. But whatever. It's up to Hashem. If I'm supposed to have it, I'm not going to have it. If I'm going to lose, I can, I can insure it a million times. It's going to go. Right? You know, there are people who, I can, I mentioned health. There are people who are always worried about getting sick, you know, or they do crazy things in health. They don't take care of themselves. They do, you know, they, go, they waste, I'm not someone who jogs three hours a day. It's insane. You know? I'm not, and for health reasons, I'm not talking about that, you know? That's obviously abnormal, but we do our part, right? And we Hashem as we, if as long as I do my part, I'm happy. Hashem will do exactly what's best for me. Hashem loves me. Hashem cares for me. We're going to talk about how to know what we're doing under what circumstances. But you're not nervous. An alchemist he has too much, he's nervous, too little, he's nervous. Um so listen to this. He's not nervous, just like, uh, Hashem will take care of him, just like, a, a, an Uber is, is taken care of by his mother in, his, in, in, uh, in the placenta, and he's taken care of. No problems, the baby's not worried. That's how we should use Hashem. Hashem takes care of us. Just like the, where a, a baby is not worried, he knows his mother. We have to know that Hashem will give us exactly, exactly, what we do, that if we do our part, right? We do our part. If we don't do our part, then <laughs> we didn't do what's the, the prerequisite. The prerequisite to get Hashem's blessings, to do our part. But we do our part, we'll get exactly what's perfect for us. It may not be so sweet always. We have to work on ourselves, right? I'm going to go on my date. Put on my suits. Put on my tie. I wear a hat. I brush my teeth. And I was, you know, uh, I took, I went out to a good museum or a good or a good restaurant. Not for me. Hashem, exact. I was supposed to meet this girl for whatever reason. Supposed to go on this date. Supposed to leave this night. Right? I actually, before I went out with her, my mother looked into her. I looked, I looked into her. I asked friends about her. Sounded normal. Wasn't the right person. This was the perfect night for me. I I knew it was over the first minute of the day. was over. Perfect night. I went out eight times. I'm emotionally involved now. Right? I think it's maybe it. And date nine. No. I wasted the past two months. I could have been getting married. I missed my chavrusa. I spent at least $1,000 on this girl. Right? I spoke to her for, I spoke to her for 100 hours on the phone. Right? And now, date nine, I find this out. Date nine! She couldn't have told me this. Date one. Right? I couldn't have found this out. Date one. Perfect. I was supposed to have these two months. But I'm, I'm just picking one area. This is in every area of life. In every area of life. You know, I mentioned I went to law school. I could say, you know, I, law school is very expensive. No, it's, it's not, not, not right. Costs money. Years in your life. And then to be a rabbi, you know, I took the bar. I'm still a bar lord. But I never looked back and said, I, I gained from it. This is what I'm supposed to do. I met people. had experiences. I use it now in, to an extent, right? Everything a person experiences is from Hashem. Everything we can gain from it, we can glean from it, we can grow from it, right? You know, I don't get the theological things now, but everything, everything is from Hashem. We have to realize, so much older, just like a baby, gets everything from the parent. Placenta, <coughs> so and the chick in the, in the egg. And Hashem takes care of it, and Hashem gives us Everything that we need, um, and again he quotes Pesukim to that to that extent. Now I used to be a canti, for lower I used to a I was a youth, I got old. I never saw a tzadik starve and need lechem. Does that sound familiar? By the way, Sim Birkat Hamazon right at the end of benching, which means that the righteous person always gets exactly what need. we'll just do one more, and then we'll hold for uh, this week. Bahamishi, and the fifth difference, next next time, we'll be, we'll be in two weeks, we'll do the next five, and we will we'll be getting to what the nuts and bolts are and how to work on betacham. We're still talking about the differences of having betacham, not having betacham. The alchemist, can, because remember the alchemist in the 11th century was this magic man. He can turn a table into gold, right? Or, or the, the metal of the table into gold. You can be billionaire, rich. What's the difference between a person has a betacham and this alchemist? He's year of a I'm locked He's scared of big people and the small people. Right? He's scared of people taking because it's, it's against the law, technically, it was is illicit. You're either you're a billionaire, you're always scared of people telling you this way, right? Do you know how nerve-wracking it is for Apple and Samsung, by the way? They're always competing. You're telling these two companies, right? And they're competing in a world where they can get knocked out. I remember I once interviewed this is scary actually. When I was in Philadelphia, I saw my second pen. My second summer, I interviewed for a f- f- firm. I'm blanking on my name. This firm was one of the largest firms in Philadelphia. Had 700 employees, 700 employees in Philadelphia alone. In Philadelphia alone. So I interviewed this. Firm, so I asked the guy. So they had a, it was a Jewish firm, lots of Jews. But I knew that it was a really hardworking firm, like 70-hour weeks, like, not 70 hours, but like large weeks. I said to the guy, "I heard you guys are brutal. Philadelphia is not New York." You New know, York no, is known as really hard hours. Philadelphia so is more relaxed. So really hard so look he looks at me like this. This partner, like the sixty five year old partner with like, a little belly and like you know, a polo shirt, you know you know he looks at me. In law, it's sink or swim. You gotta always be getting bigger or you're gonna fail. And we gotta get bigger or we're gonna fail. And we're gonna get bigger. I want you to know one I mean. thing. In two thousand and eight, this firm of seven hundred attorneys disappeared. Disappeared. this. it doesn't exist anymore. They collapsed into their pensions, they lost something, the, the whole firm disappeared. They all lost, including this guy, lost his job. Right? You're always worried, this law firm is going to beat me versus this law firm, this business is going to be me, versus this business, right? Apple, you're constantly in the world. doesn't mean you shouldn't be competitive. Of course, if you want to be successful, you have to be competitive. But the worry, it's up to you. You can do whatever you want. It's up to Hashem. Right? Uh, and Hashem will give me exactly what I need. Hashem loves me and he's going to chart my life course. He's going to allow me to be the superstar I could be if I allow Hashem and I raise the challenge. Because what we talk on allows a person to become the person they're supposed to be in this world. We can't become the people we're supposed to be unless we have Bitokhan. Not only will, will we be as happy, we won't be as successful. Right? We won't be as successful becoming what we're supposed to be unless we have faith that the things we're given and how we'll get them will be from Hashem. As for, and character, for certainly. Right? But for Hashem, is Yiru a person as we talk about, even great people, right? Even respectfully, will, will fear him because they'll see this person doesn't, is not. If you ever, I remember I was, I was once, I heard from a, a Rubei pair from Farakoy He's a Rosh shiv. actually just spent a couple, two weeks ago when I was in New York. <coughs> i spent had some time with him. So he said he was once by a very wealthy guy <coughs> to raise money. And there was a Syrian in Deal, New Jersey. At the same time he was there, uh, some guardians, some Gentiles were there for raising money for a hospital. And they were kissing up to him, like beyond belief. Oh Mr. So and so! Mr. So and so tell me Mr. So what can we say to you like, and the guy like didn't respect him at all. Ray Perry said, like, he, he went to the guy, he said, listen, he said he realized he probably wasn't going to get so much money from the guy. Cause he, he thought, okay, I'll have a fun time. He was invited to the guy's house, a nice, beautiful house. <laughs> uh, he, you know, this, this Jewish Syrian in this case, living in Deal, New Jersey, is going to give me money or not going to give me money. Hey, right? I'm going to get the money, I'll get it. But I'm not going to give up myself. The money's coming from God. Of course you have to know how to deal with them. You could be finesse, right? But Ashans gave you the money. But these other guys you, said you couldn't imagine. Mr. So and so, right? the talker, you keep your sense of self. It's not it's not uh it's up to God if I'll be successful with this guy. And you're able to deal with powerful people, rich people, great people, and you're not gonna lose yourself sense of self with them. Um and therefore they'll respect you. And actually, sometimes they'll even be untellable by you because you're the one person who doesn't, you know, you you, you have a sense of propriety. Of course, you respect people of wealth because God gave them wealth. And that's a certain, you know, or, or power, right? So if you see the president, you have respect for that thing. But president, fuckin' this! Who's God in the world? this person who is a baba will therefore be able to do more on a material level and even on a spiritual level as we say in Proverbs, and it says in Mishle, that tzadik is the foundation of the world, as lo saves the whole city of Tzor, right? Soar was saved because of Lot, which was saved because of Avraham, right? A righteous person, in their merit, everyone else can, can, can live. So a, a, a tzadik who lives in Hashem, he can, on a material level, but even on a spiritual level. We'll pick up like always but week's, but I would just recommend... The book does come in English or in other translations. Put up, I fell time, and the, it is recorded. You can listen to it again. This I've learned this. I'm telling you, dozens of times, dozens, uh, and even as I learn now, I inculcate it more. And I, you know, I'm. There are people way, way, way beyond. I can say on a personal level, I have benefited. My whole life is different because of this work, and other works, but this work in this area and the extent we inculcate it and we take away from here to here our lives our whole lives whether in the job at work at home on the show on a spiritual level on, a, on, a, on an emotional level all right, it will be better for a Jew who lives with Hashem lives in a different world you know the stipler once said that a Jew who learns his whole work the uh, the Lois is is like a person who sees with different glasses. You see a different tree. <laughs> you see a different sun. You see a different sky. A person who learns to love us, it's a different world. You live in the world differently. Same, it's not Orthodox Jews, by the way. <laughs> a Jew who learned, Orthodox Jew, who went through hope Lovos and didn't live a different life. It, the, the more we, we inculcate, the more we work on it, our whole lives will be different and much better. Thank you.